Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Uh, hello. Good Friday. Good Friday indeed. I see a lot of folks have already left. They've left uh, this office, other offices I'm associated with. Very quiet outside, and that's and that's fine. That's good. I had two days off last week. I really i I couldn't duck out today. Although I think this Good Friday, I'm more in tune with what Good Friday means and what it's all about, and and the life of Jesus and his death on the cross and what it means to all of us and uh, what it can mean if it doesn't mean anything to you, if you get closer, if you open that book. Uh, this is the most important thing. I never really gave it much consideration. Uh, just so busy thinking that I was in charge, uh, fulfilling my needs, my desires, my wants, me, 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 um, playing by my rules. You know, I customized a set of rules, you know, for me. And, uh, you know, I can cut this corner, I can cut that corner, I can, you know, yeah, whatever. Living a very selfish, empty life. Um, I mean, I wasn't a bad guy, uh, but I wasn't living to my full potential. I wasn't, I wasn't pleasing too many people. Yeah, you know, my immediate friends, family, everything was fine. Everything was average. Everything was ordinary. And then I realized that to me, and now to each and every person in the world, everybody, everywhere, at any time, could have a relationship with the creator of the universe, that he would actually bother to speak to somebody like me. Even though I did all those things and, you know, just probably let him down a million times, oh, he wants nothing to do with me. Nope, that's not true. It wasn't true for me, not true for you. Someone gave me a Bible in the year 2012. I was born Christian. I was, you know, I was baptized and I went to church as a kid, but I didn't really pay too much attention. Couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. And then you become an adult and then, you know, I was off and running off and running, living the kind of life that I saw on TV, doing those things and just having a good time. Anyway, someone gave me this Bible, and I said, when did you become such a church lady? I mean, really, who needs it? Excuse me, huh? Hey, I've tried reading the Bible. I studied the Bible in college. You don't tell me anything about this stuff. And I put it on the shelf, and it sat there for a couple of years, and... One day out of, um, well, what was going on? Anyway, long story short, I started reading it out of curiosity. Kind of out of curiosity. And, uh, uh uh-oh, what, what, what? This is real. 
God exists. He's talking to me right now, every single day. The Bible is the gateway to this conversation. Now, it used to confuse the heck out of me, that book. The language is mysterious sometimes and confusing, and but fortunately, the individual who gave me that book was the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, and had little footnotes and explainers. It's like a, you know, this guy Charles, who knows more about the Bible than I do, he's a minister in Atlanta, kind of wrote up some notes that could be helpful, and anyway, it really got the conversation underway, and uh, I was blown away, and it was almost funny hilarious, actually, how obvious God's presence has always been and that I couldn't see it or wouldn't see it. And then there he is talking to me all the time. And it's just the most remarkable thing, the most important thing. And, you know, all those, I always thought that, gosh, that kind of life, well, that's that doesn't sound like much fun to me, sitting around reading the Bible and worrying about, you know, what you can do and what you can't do. Who needs it? Who wants it? I mean, come on. You heard about all those scandals. You heard about those hypocrites. You heard about, uh, I once I once met somebody who went to church and they offended me. I want nothing to do with that stuff. No. These are the little excuses I made over the years. And somehow I thought that people represented God. And they don't. Well, they can. What I'm trying to say is, don't let a negative experience with a person turn you off from the creator of the universe, all right? Or something you've heard about religion or God, because they're lying and they're deceiving. And men, women, people, they will disappoint you, but he won't. He may discipline you just like a father or a mother. You don't just give a kid everything they want when they ask for it, right? You want to give them everything, but you can't give them everything. You can give them too much, and you don't want that. And if you're raising a child, and I finally, finally that I'm doing it myself, I understand. Isn't it great when your child asks for your help? When your child reaches out to you in need? That's a great thing, actually. And then you you want that to happen. And then I'm sure she'll get to an age where, you know, I want to help, but you know I can't overstep and and you're going to have to let them make their own mistakes. And and the day they come back to you with an issue or a problem or what do you think of this, that's, a, that's, that's great. And I do believe that's what God wants. He wants us to reach out to him, and he is ready, willing, and able. Jesus, God, it's just, it's so real, so real to me. And I hope someday it's real to you if it's not already. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And it made all the difference. Oh, what was I saying? Those rules, well, they're meant to protect us. It's a total paradigm shift. They weren't meant to keep us from having a good time. They're actually meant to maximize our joy. Now, I'm not particularly good at quoting Scripture. I'm not saying I am. I'm not saying, I'm just saying... I urge you, if you haven't already, to get into the—and there are people out there who know a heck of a lot more about the Bible than I do. I am not an expert. I I guess I'm a novice. This is still the early stages of my faith journey, Um, but it's the most important journey I've ever been on, and everything I have, everything I have, everything I am is because of Him. 
He made the decision to give me great parents. He made the decision to... And it wasn't just, hey, I want to hook up Greg Kelly. Hey, I want to... He seems like a nice guy. Let's... I think he wants something from me. I know he does. He wants something from each and every one of us. And it's... It's really amazing when you start to kind of figure out what that might be. All right, what do you think? Now, it does not mean the world is a perfect place. You know, I see people saying, oh, well, this happened, and therefore God can't exist. And No, it's not like that. It really isn't. If the world were a perfect place, what, what, what mission would we have? What purpose would we have? If you were incapable of choosing bad, you're incapable of choosing good. Does that make sense? At one point it did not to me, but it makes total sense now. All right, so that brings me to uh, the issue of the day. Oh, you know what? And I do think about this myself, and I think others wonder, but I somehow I'm on solid ground, I feel. I can be pretty tough on Twitter with people, and I can be pretty tough. You know, I'm a, look, I'm a firebrand. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a lunatic on the radio and on TV and on Twitter, and I say crazy stuff, but it's always with an intention. It's always with intention. And I'll say this, I don't like everybody, but I love everybody. I really do. Uh, my enemies, you know, my enemies, your enemies, they were created by God. There's a mission for them. Maybe part of their mission that he assigned them was to give you a hard time somewhere along the way, to make some sort of change in you or in me. I know that, actually. I know that. And maybe I was able to perform some service in their life. I hope so. All right, so... It's Good Friday, and back to the world, matters of the world. And the shooting in Michigan, did you see this? Uh, I, another police shooting. Another police shooting. They're very rare, actually, during a traffic stop. And if you watch it with patience, with uh, an open mind, I wish it had not happened. I wish this individual... Ayayo, 26 years old, has been in this country for about 10 years. He's from Congo, gets pulled over in Grand Rapids, Michigan, by a police officer because the license plates on his car, uh, well, they belong to another car. So it's suspicious. He pulls the guy over. What does the guy do? Gets out of the car right away. Just gets out of the car. And the cop is like, get back in the car. And he doesn't move. Now, do we? Ha- I want the body cam, all right? I want the body cam footage, all right, from start to end. Or actually, do me a favor. No, let's do clip one from my show last night. Do we have that? Uh, clip A, yeah. This is uh, clip one. You'll hear the cop say right away to the guy, get back in the car. And the guy's just standing there, and you'll hear him. Cut 16. Hey, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Dude, I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? For what? I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What done? Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And in this culture, the media culture, the political culture, the cop is somehow in the wrong. All right? This 26-year-old from Congo originally is somehow in the right. He's doing—I feel sorry for the cop, of course, and I feel sorry for this young man because he's responding. He is now the result. This is what happens after years of 
Democrats, the media talking about systemic racism, racist cops, right? You heard that a million times, haven't you? Cut 20. Racism is extremely pervasive in America's police departments, and people need to acknowledge that. We have to admit that this criminal justice system is racist and go from there. It's time to, to address systemic racism in this country, racism, racism in policing. Black people have been routinely and continually subject to inequity and injustice and systemic racism in the policing system of this country. All right. Excuse me. So if you're a... Um if you're uh, Mr. Uh, Ayayo, 26 years old, you've been kind of following the news. Cops are racist, right? You hear it all the time. And you shouldn't you shouldn't comply with uh, racist commands of a cop, right? No, of course not. You got to you got to push back. You got to push for social justice, right? Cut 17. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. Three hands right. He's resistant. He runs away. He runs away. He flees. Guy asks for his driver's license. He runs away. Would you do that? Would I do that? Would Joe Biden do that after all the crap he's been talking about, all the trash talking to police? Even he wouldn't do that. He'd say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Joe Biden. I got you guys all that money. I don't get a ticket. He'd, he'd argue. He'd plead. But he wouldn't run away. But this is just some 26-year-old guy in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He defies the cop. Everything the cop says to do, he doesn't do. Because he's been told by everybody that the cops are illegitimate. What happens next? Stop. Okay. Stop resisting. This point, the suspect, the uh, the well, the driver has his hand. On the stun gun, the officer's stun gun, he's trying to take it from him. And if he gets that and he uses it on the cop, and the cop is immobilized, paralyzed, and he's got a real gun on him, that's a problem, right? The struggle continues. Next. Let go, taser! Drop taser! Yep. Cop shot him. And if you look at it, I don't see how that is not justified. It's regrettable, the whole damn thing. If he didn't run away, that would have been great, but he did. And this cop, if he lost control of that guy, the stun gun, his own gun, I think the officer's life was definitely in jeopardy. Of course, nobody thinks that in the media. Nobody thinks that on the left. The protests have started. We've got Ben Crump who was the new C. Vernon Mason, who was the new Alton Maddox of America, showing up, and oh boy, oh boy, after Minneapolis, how much money did they give the Floyd family? $50 million? There's money to be made here. Oh, is there money to be made here? You know, I was looking at this this guy, the guy who ran away from Congo, 26 years old, and his parents were upset, and they say this was an execution and all that stuff. 
all the talking points they were armed with. But I was, I did, I felt sorry for him. I felt compassion for him because I'm looking at him and we freeze it right after he, uh, right after he's like, dude, I pulled you over. Let me see your license. And he says, what did I do? I'm thinking, what is he thinking? Is he thinking about George Floyd? Is he thinking about all the crap the mainstream media have told him? Is he thinking about Joe Biden, that systemic racism stuff? All those silly seeds planted in his head, and this is what happens. And some poor punk, by the way, he had been arrested four times. I didn't see that on the news last night. What they did say and what they didn't say is fascinating, though. Oh, time for a quick break. Be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, that Putin, one bad dude, there was his defense minister, secretary of defense over there, whatever they call the top military man, who was not a military man. He was a construction worker. He was a crony of Putin for a long time. He just had a massive heart attack, and the Kremlin made a point of saying due to unnatural circumstances. When's the last time you ever heard of that? Unnatural causes. Unnatural causes. A heart attack as a result of unnatural causes. Okay. Uh, We know that Putin has a penchant for poisoning his foes and looks like his former friend became a foe because he screwed it up so royally in, in Ukraine. And the word is that none of these generals have been being straight with the boss, Putin himself, because they're all afraid. And I've seen that a million times, by the way. I saw it in the military. I definitely saw it at the White House under George W. Bush. I've seen it under, uh, oh, by the way, just on that, George W. Bush. It's amazing to me that that guy is somehow considered an elder statesman and gets to sit around and paint paintings and show up on the Today Show. He invaded the wrong country. Oops. No weapons of mass destruction. Oops. Went too light and too late into Afghanistan. Oops. So that we had to stay there for 20 years. Oops. Get this guy because he's, uh, what? What What? What did he do that was so great? Our precious norms? He, he, he didn't tweet. They didn't have Twitter back then. Was that so great? So I see that he's really enamored with this woman named Dina Powell. Now, who the hell is that? Well, people in the swamp know who she is. Uh, Dina Powell was the appointment secretary under Bush. Now, you see this a lot in politics. You see, you know, moderately intelligent, moderately good-looking woman that some guy falls in love with, and they say this is the next big thing, and they make her, they give her a big job in the White House. And she cashes in with a huge job at Goldman Sachs. Now, not not a huge job in terms of, like, you got to be really, really good, just a huge job in terms of, um, I don't know, uh, the cushiness. It's a cushy job. It wasn't like one of those bond traders in the pit making money for the company. No, she was in charge of giving money away, the philanthropic arm of Goldman Sachs. And these big companies, they have that and they do that. And you can go to Goldman Sachs and you can say, hey, uh, I got this good cause. Would you guys think about giving me, a, you know, giving us some money for it or whatever, and they'll say yes, they'll say no. And from what I'm told, uh, Dina, of no significant accomplishment herself, I mean, everybody was enamored with her because rumor has it she speaks Arabic. Well, I don't speak Arabic. I can't test her. I've never seen her speak Arabic. 
George W. Bush paints a picture of her recently and goes on and on and on about how great she is. And she writes, uh, oh, she's on this big, has this big job at Goldman. Why do I bring her up? Because there's a really hot race right now in Pennsylvania. And Dr. Oz looks like he's going to win it, although it's very tight, very competitive. He's running for the Republican nomination. Now, I love the guy. I want him to win. I think he'd be great. Anybody, I mean, well, anybody. I know him. I like him. I love him. I just think he's an amazing man. Great talent. Great integrity. I know people are saying, well, wait a second. He's not conservative. He, I heard him say that he didn't like guns in 2009. Shut up with that stuff. Really? Listen to what he's saying now. Listen to who he is now. He's not a career, <clears throat> excuse me, not a career politician. In 2009, people are just shooting, you know, sharing their opinion on something they, that they don't have to really share their opinion on. It's like going to a party and saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Well, when you finally decide, hey, I'm going into public service, I'm going to go into politics, you really have to stake out a position. That's important. He's totally MAGA. Dina Powell is married to Dave McCormick, who is the prime, uh, his prime opponent there. He's a hedge fund swamp guy. Unbelievable. So much money. They're really angry because Trump endorsed Oz and that Dina Powell is hassling good people, threatening. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Ah, yes. Hello. Hey, we're going to have a great big Easter egg hunt. I cannot wait. I'm going to find so many Easter eggs. We're going out to Long Island, a better little uh, place for the kids. And um, they better learn at an early age, survival of the fittest. Last year, a lot of the parents got upset because I found a lot of the eggs first. But um, that's the way it is. I take it very seriously. I always have. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. In the meantime, I played you that, um, don't worry, I'll let the kids get their eggs, but I do like playing along. The All right, did you see that guy get shot yet? After he resisted, after he fought with the cop, after he grabbed his stun gun, the cop did everything he could until he had to defend himself, not let it go any further, and he shot the guy, and he's dead now. All kinds of outrage, all kinds of, all kinds of fake news reporting. Not telling us the full context and everything. Now, NBC News is probably the worst with Lester Holt. Wow, what a, oh boy, this guy is the worst. And I know he's using the race card both externally and internally. It's the way he uh, he he wields a hell of a lot of status internally by playing up, well, his race. And uh, have you, <laughs> you think? I mean, it's happening. It's happening all over the place. Hey, if, uh, if I could do it, would I do it? I don't think, well, number one, I can't do it, all right? If I would say, hey, I'm white. No, that doesn't help you. It does not help you. You have no status now. All right. So this is the report on NBC Nightly News. Um, uh, go ahead. Police in Grand Rapids, Michigan, are bracing for another night of protests. Newly released video shows a white police officer shooting and killing an unarmed black man after a struggle broke out during a traffic stop. Miguel Almaguer now with more. We have to warn you, the video is disturbing. Stay in the car! 
The final moments of Patrick Leoa's life were captured on camera when a traffic stop quickly escalated into a Grand Rapids police officer struggling to pin him to the ground face first before shooting the 26-year-old in the back of the head. The killing of the unarmed black motorist by a white police officer leaves Leoa's family making this plea today. It was last week when the 26-year-old was pulled over because his license plate didn't match his car. Do you have a license? Leoa, a native of the Congo, appeared confused. Do you speak English? Yes. After a brief exchange, the officer grabs Leoa, who runs. Stop. 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 You get the sense of how much context, of how many facts are being left out? So unbelievably skewed. They are inflaming the situation on purpose. These sons of bitches want riots. They want violence. They want it. They want it to blow up. This is why the media are so terrible. Right here, leaving out key facts. If those facts were included, it would mitigate the situation. It might calm the situation. But no, no. They want to tell their own version of this, one that will inflame, one that will get people out in the streets protesting, preferably burning stuff. It is unbelievable. And by the way, this just it just flipped a switch. I saw this thing this morning. It didn't make me angry. I'm like, oh, yeah. But now, again, when I hear how they're how they're twisting it, how they're warping it. This is why this is what they do. And again, I feel sorry for this guy who was shot because he's probably been listening to news reports like this over the years, right? Probably saw all that unbelievable, over-the-top, disproportionate reaction to George Floyd. I'm sorry, but this is the kind of this is the kind of reporting that gets people killed. What happens next? After the pair wrestle on a lawn, Leoa later appears to grasp for the officer's taser, which was fired twice but didn't hit anyone. Let go of the taser! Because of the pressure applied to the body camera, police say the video suddenly stops, but other cameras capture the fatal shot to the head. The thing that just jumps out at you is how unnecessary this execution was. Stop! Ben Crump. This Ben Crump is a criminal. He is a criminal. You look at what he did and the witness tampering and the false witnesses he put forth in the Trayvon Martin case. This guy should be in jail. This guy is, again, who remembers? C. Vernon Mason, Alton Maddox, those degenerates who helped damn near ruin this city in the late 1980s, early 1990s. Does anybody remember this? Remember Tawana Brawley? They helped engineer that lie. The lie that would kill most careers, should kill most careers, but Al Sharpton is now anchoring the news on MSNBC. He anchors the news on MSNBC. Anchors the news on MSNBC. Oh, man. And Brian Williams is out of work. Brian, I just... Oh, wow. It is kind of funny. It's sad and pathetic, but it's kind of funny. Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton anchoring the news on MS. All right, let's wrap this. What happens next? 
excessive use of force. The unidentified officer placed on leave while the shooting is under review. Stop! (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry to do it like this, but... You know, Michael Byrd, who shot Ashley Babbitt, he wasn't placed on leave. He didn't have to surrender his gun. He got a gold medal. He got a gold medal for killing Ashley Babbitt. You know, I've looked at that video a thousand times. I never saw Ashley Babbitt wrestle with Michael Byrd and grab his stun gun. Did you? No, of course not. I didn't, I didn't see her come within 15 feet of Michael Byrd. She didn't even see Michael Byrd. She probably didn't even hear Michael Byrd. I don't know if Michael Byrd was even saying anything. <laughs> what a country, huh? What a country. And they have so many people scared to say anything, scared to see what's obviously happening, right? This race baiting. This is Helter Skelter. This is what Charlie Manson wanted. He wanted a race war. This is the kind of crap. This is the television equivalent of writing death to pigs with blood on the wall. How dare they? This is our country you're screwing with, man. Whether in a, the view of a reasonable police officer, whether that deadly force was needed to prevent death or great bodily harm to that officer. In a city where African Americans have struggled to trust the police, tonight Grand Rapids is bracing for more protest, a shooting the police chief calls a tragedy, while Leoa's family calls it an execution. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Stop, stop. All right, he's done. Miguel Almaguer. By the way, um, there's no way the corporate media would have a white reporter do any of this now. All the networks, by the way, all the networks had people of color. People of color. No, no way is a white man, white woman allowed to touch a story like this. You must see it through the eyes of a person of color. How about seeing it through the eyes of a human being? A human being. So much emphasis on this gender crap. Hey, nothing thing about gender. I noticed that the, the transgender community, they must be the silliest people around. They really are. Some exceptions. Caitlyn Jenner, actually. Caitlyn Jenner is probably my favorite transgender person. I don't even think of Caitlyn as a transgender. I I just don't. You know why? Because she doesn't talk about it. Doesn't make it a big deal. She wants to talk about the electric bill in California. She wants to talk about golf. She wants to talk about aviation. But I hear from the transgender community. You know what the transgender community is like? With many exceptions, but by and large, it's like a bunch of eighth graders. Remember when you were in eighth grade on all the crude, stupid jokes you made about sex and genitalia and all that stuff? What is with them? What is with them? And what is with them and their fascination with children? Yeah, that's a, that's a real thing we're seeing. Hey, by the way, up in Connecticut, I'll show you this tonight. What's that uh, twerp's name up there? Um, sorry, i got to work on the name calling. Um, Senator Creep. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy. I saw him trying to pre- pretend he's Abe Lincoln. And he lied. He said that Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene and people on the right are bullying trans kids. No, we're not. This is, we're, we want to protect kids. Want to protect children. 
We want this kept out of the classroom. There is a time and a place and an age where you can have these conversations. It ain't nursery school. It ain't kindergarten. It ain't first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Especially with teachers. Hey, let's all cut the crap with how good teachers are. Now, that's one good thing we saw in COVID. We know that 95% of them are lazy bureaucrats who don't care. They don't. They didn't want to go back to school, and they had that horrible little Randy Weingarten saying, we're not going back to school until we get a $3 million ventilation system installed in every classroom. It's all a way to keep out of work yet get paid. None of them, none of them lost a paycheck, not one. So I don't think these are the least capable people in the world to be talking about sex with your kids. And especially, yes, those weirdo freak transgender individuals who have been making those disgusting videos telling us how important it is to talk about pronouns and gender identity with three-year-olds. What makes them disgusting, by the way, is that obsession. You can be whatever you want to be in America. It's a free country. It really is. Have at it. Sex change, absolutely. Whatever. I don't care if you're an adult. If you're an adult. Because prior to that, nobody knows for sure. You know, this great doctor in, at Johns Hopkins, one of the top psychologists in the world, psychiatrist, he's an MD, in the entire world, was involved in this for a while, and then he said, no, it has to stop. It has to stop. We cannot have sex change operations for children. And they're like, why not? Because it's like, number one, it is a disorder, gender dysphoria. It's a thing. It's a sickness. It's an illness. Yet we're having children come in and say, I think I'm a boy. Okay, very good. Sit down. We'll put you on hormones. Uh, We're going to get that prosthetic penis for you right away. All right. Got it. Now imagine if an 11-year-old girl who weighed 60 pounds comes in and says, I'm a girl, but I'm fat. I think I'm really fat. Okay, no problem. Uh, let's put you on a diet. Let's get you off solids. Let's put you on a liquid diet. Let's get, how much do you want to weigh? Uh, 48 pounds is my perfect weight. Okay, no problem. We'll make it happen for you. The same thing is happening with this gender nonsense. Make sense? All right. Hey, Kathy Hochul, everybody sees again what a numbskull she is. Go back to the beauty parlor up in Buffalo, Kathy. You are not. <laughs> you really, you just can't be. You just, you, you just don't belong here. All right? I mean, let's face it. You're no governor. Everybody knows it now. Cut 25. We say no more. No more mass shootings. No more disrupting lives. No more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end. It ends now. Now That's it. It ends now. She said it. It ends now. What an ultimatum. It ends now. Thank you. Right. It ends now. You kids, stop coming in this swimming pool. All right? We take good care of it. You kids come in here every night. You don't even live here. It ends now. She was talking about the subway blasting. She was talking about the subway attack. It ends now. Well, it's already over. Oh, you mean your little talking to is going to stop the next one? It ends now. 
And then uh, let's see what happened after that. Oh, that was right after Benjamin, Brian Benjamin, who she made the lieutenant governor. She picked him. I didn't know who the hell he was. I heard, I remember the day he got appointed, and I remember they were holding hands. You know that stupid, phony thing they do, that awkward thing when they hold hands? And you know who else showed up? Al Sharpton holding hands. Al, Shar- Al Sharpton! He's anchoring the news, and he's picking lieutenant governors for governors. Al Sharpton! Al Tawana Brawley hoaxer Sharpton! Uh, getting on private jets, flying to funerals. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, that's a big deal, a lieutenant governor. How many lieutenant governors are there in America? 50, right? 50. How many congressmen are there? Uh, 435. There are fewer lieutenant governors. Arguably, a lieutenant governor is more more important than a congressman. Depends on which congressman. But you probably never heard of Brian Benjamin. Hey, did you ever hear of Chris Collins, Republican of upstate New York? I hadn't. I didn't. But when he was well, actually first, Brian Benjamin, when they arrested him, you want to hear the report on all the network news that night? Here we go. Cut 48. See what I mean? See what I mean? There is there was no news. There was, they did not mention it. All right. Nothing. 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 But when Congressman Joe Blow, who happens to be a Republican and happens to be friends with Trump, gets arrested, watch the freak out. Now, where is this here? Where am I? Where's everybody goes nuts? Here we go. Cut 26. A powerful congressman arrested by the FBI. One of President Trump's first backers in Washington accused of a scheme involving big money, secret phone calls, and lying to the feds. The major arrest, the sitting congressman charged with insider trading. Prosecutors say he learned a drug for MS had failed during testing and that he then warned family and friends to dump the stock. GOP Representative Chris Collins of New York indicted on federal insider trading charges. I believe I acted properly and within the law at all times. Wow, huh? How about that? David Muir. Did you hear David Muir? Do you recognize his voice? And I got up the next morning. The next morning, they weren't done with Chris Cox. Breaking overnight, New York Congressman Chris Collins speaking out after being charged with insider trading. A new trouble for one of President Trump's earliest allies, Congressman Chris Collins of New York. The first member of Congress to endorse Trump's candidacy has been indicted on insider trading charges. Vowing to clear his name, Congressman Chris Collins, who's accused of insider trading, says he is innocent. Wow. And can I hear that sound again when Democrat Lieutenant Governor of all of New York State, Brian Benjamin, got busted by the FBI the other day? Can we hear those reports, please? They don't exist. <laughs> and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hello? Hey, uh, hey, I'm sorry he's dead, but uh, who the hell really cares about Anthony Bourdain anymore? He's this, the, the chef who had that very little watched show on CNN. CNN is now doing another movie about him. They've done 
documentaries. They've done specials. They've done memorials. He died four years ago now. He was like the galloping gourmet, but like 10 times less famous. Who cares? I mean, I, 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 it just was he that big a deal? Anthony Bourdain? It's very, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Hey, what do you guys think? Uh, Maria is on the phone in Short Hills. Hi. Greg, uh, a blessed Good Friday to you. I just wanted to expand on your comments at the top of the show regarding how wonderful it is when children, especially adult children, ask their parents for advice. I have a beautiful 28-year-old daughter who still asks my advice practically every day. And to me, that's just a reflection on good parenting. And I hope to God someday your two little girls ask for advice from you and your wife. Well, thank you so much. And you know what I mean, though? It's like, you know, there are some times where you can't say something. Even your kids, I know your type, there must have been a phase where you knew the right answer, but you didn't say anything. You wanted them to come to you. Did that ever happen? Oh, yeah. But you know what I would say to her? Well, do do what you think is right. And guess what she would always do? She would always listen to my advice. Well, do what you think is right. I think that's what God wants us to do. I mean, he could... He doesn't want to force us, you know. He uh, he wants us. Otherwise, what? Where's the, where's the grace? Where's the, where's the good? Where's the? I don't know. You know what I mean. And uh, I'm glad that uh, meant something to you because I'm still kind of working these issues and matters out in my head. Thank you, Maria. Very beautiful. Best to your daughter. Uh, let's see. Peter's in New Jersey somewhere. Hi, Peter. Hey, Craig. Hey. I'm talking about Governor Murphy. I mean, the man is ridiculous. I don't know if you caught this. He has speak to the governor on News 12 once a week. And he came on and he says that parents have a place at the table when it comes to gender teaching in schools. Now, a place at the table? Yes. Huh. Follow up and says the parents do not have a place at the table if they're going ahead with the curriculum, meaning that the child has to go either to that class or not attend any class at all. Well, I think, didn't the governor say that he wants to now reevaluate this whole thing? They're having a conversation about it. Um, Let me see here. This just happened today, actually. And um, I think they, they modified a little bit here. Let's see. Office of the governor. Signs executive order. Uh, maybe not. Somebody told me. Uh, all right. F- bottom line is what? The bottom line is he's always saying that he does the full circle. I will review it and I will get back to you. But my point is this. At the end of the day, I'm a little a little upset at Chitterelli because he should have challenged that vote. This guy comes up with 10,000 10, votes in the middle of the night. You know, and Chitterelli was ahead going into the, you know, Hey, Cheddarelli dedicated two years of his life to this thing. I would have loved if he won. I mean, look, they—I don't know. I can't. I can't blame him. But how about that, Phil Murphy? You remember this? Cut twenty-nine. There's so much on the ballot. Uh, There's so much at stake. Do we stand with our sacred democracy, or do we stand with with uh, Confederate flags and white supremacists and a pack of lies? Do we stand? Do we continue? Do we continue to make the tough? How dare you? How dare you? People who oppose you calling them white supremacists. Man, that makes me angry. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. And let's take one more. We got uh, Marianne in Philadelphia. Hi. 
Hi, Greg. How are you? All right. Listen, um, I'm so glad. I, I believe that you are blessed with uh, intuition because you seem to be very sharp uh, uh, regarding Michael Bird and yeah. a lot of other things, of course. But um, that's why I like to watch you because you pick up on things that are very subtle. And anyway, Michael Bird, when he was being interviewed with Lester Holt, yeah. did you notice how he was looked around with his eyes as if he was reading a script? He looked very shifty and strange. I don't remember the reading, but there is something. And you know what, Marianne, this is not over. That story is not over. We are going to get the truth, I promise you. And thank you, Marianne. Be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Uh, hey, can we please shut up about Eric Adams? Oh, I know, I know. He said something that uh, some people agree with, even I agree with. But guess what? I know, I know. This guy doesn't mean it. He changes his mind like that, and it doesn't matter. Even if he did believe it, he has no ability to make good on it. None. Zero. Can't do it. Has never done anything. Now, the conservative world is freaking out because, oh, my goodness, what an enlightened. Oh, wow. This is really refreshing. And you know what? If I saw it in a quote, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, okay. I know lots of people who say this. I agree with it. It's easy to say anything. America's become a country about what you say, not about what you do or what you can do, which drives me a bit crazy. So here's Eric Adams once again making people fall in love with him. Let's see here. Uh, And again, I don't mind this, but it's a lack of consistency and it is the complete uh, inability for a follow through. Cut 30. Here's my question that I put out to the city. Hey, I thought Black Lives Matter. Where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter? Then go do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. The victims were Black. Many of the shooters were Black. If Black Lives Matter, then the thousands of people I saw on the street when Floyd was murdered should be on the street right now stating that the lives of these black children that are dying every night matters. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great rhetoric. I like it. I agree with the sentiment, but here's the deal. Again, I don't believe he means it, number one. I mean, does he re- is he really calling for protests right now? Does he want that? Does he want? No, he doesn't. He's trying to appeal to conservatives, uh, even people at the New York Times, because they like it when black people go a little bit, a little bit to the right, like Eric. Oh, what a refreshing, what a breath of fresh air. Wow. Wow. But his entire career, his entire career has been about undermining race relations, undermining. Okay? Absolutely. And undermining the police. This is the stuff that he's actually done And here his words actually mattered. Now, who remembers uh, one of the byproducts of uh, Black Lives Matter summer in 2020 were firework displays, uh, firework displays, more like uh, urban combat. Did you see it? I heard it in my neighborhood. Just it sounded like Beirut 1983. It was crazy. It was like Baghdad. Everybody went nuts with the fireworks. Let's see here. 
31. Now this looks... It, it's worse than it sounds. I'm looking at the images. <laughs> Guys got basically a rocket-propelled grenade firing it down the street. All right? It was all over the place. This was a huge, huge problem. People were freaked out. I remember my wife kind of saying, Greg, what are we going to do? It was scary. It was scary. It was insane. So people were upset. People were calling the cops. I called the cops. I'm sorry, but was that a bomb next door? What the hell's going on? But don't call the cops. No, no, Eric Adams. No, 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 no. You can't trust the cops because you know the cops. You know what the cops are like, right? They'll just show up and see a black man and just start blasting. That's what the cops are all about, right? Right, Eric Adams? Cut 32. Stopping fireworks cannot turn into fireworks between the police and the community. Now it's time for all those who call 311 who don't want heavy-handed policing. It's time for you to come out your homes and go talk to the young people or the people on your block who are using fireworks like this. Don't call the cops. you got to go out there and handle it yourself. Handle it yourself. Now, if you saw the intensity of it, no sane person would do it unless they listened to Eric Adams. And a young woman in Brooklyn did listen to Eric Adams and walked right into a horrible scene, and she was shot eight times for having the nerve to talk to these young kids about their fireworks. Shot eight times. I think two of the shots right in the face. It's on the front page of the New York Post in 2020. A lot of folks thought that Eric Adams would not survive that because his advice was, again, handle this yourself. Don't call the cops. Young woman follows the advice and gets shot and killed. Dead. And he's supposed to be the law enforcement expert. He's the expert on law enforcement. Doesn't trust cops enough to break up uh, illegal fireworks. That should be handled by the community. And by the way, let's face it, this guy does not speak well. I'm sorry, but he does not know how to conjugate verbs. He doesn't know which verb uh, tends to put with the noun. It happens all the time. He's an uneducated man. Yeah, I know he got a correspondence degree, masters this, something or other. But no, no, this is, a, this is an individual who is not worthy of being the mayor. Giuliani, Bloomberg, Dinkins, and I know some of you have... Your reservations about Dinkins. He was a Manhattan borough president back when there was a board of estimate. It was a big, big, big deal job. And ambitious people wanted to have that job. Hey, here's a pop quiz. Who's the borough president of Brooklyn right now? Huh? I have no idea. Who's the Bronx? Who's the Bronx borough president for that matter? Who's the Manhattan borough president? Who is the Manhattan borough president? These people don't count anymore. Because their jobs mean nothing. Absolutely. It's a, you know what the scandal is? That they even take a paycheck. That's, that's, that's a scandal. So Eric is now uh, you know, getting, he's just seeking headlines. He's just seeking nice reviews in the paper. All that promise. And I know, especially 
especially white people with good intentions. They want, they want him to succeed. They want, they want this beautiful person who looks so good in the suits. Of course they want that. Of course they want him to succeed. Of course. It's a real goodness out there. It's the opposite of what they say, actually. Racism, white supremacy. No. This society has been bending over backwards to lift up people of color. Lift up people of color. And uh, I just, I think the lies have set us all back very, very far. Uh, Let's see. Eric, what's Elon Musk doing? I feel like he's jerking us all around. Uh, is he serious or is he is he just a clown? Is he just having a good time? I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit over him. Um, give me a second here. Joe is on the phone in Staten Island. Hi. Hey, Greg. How's it going? All right. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Greg, how's it going? Uh, have you been following this story about this, this idiot Hinkley giving this concert, a sold-out concert? Yes. A guy who yes. attempted to murder Reagan, who shot a Secret Service agent, a Washington police officer, and permanently crippled James Brady. And people are flocking to see this guy perform? What, 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 what is this world coming to? Well, yeah, I know all about it. He is going to perform at a hotel in Brooklyn in July. He's been promoting it on social media. Uh, I did not know it was sold out. I actually tend to doubt that. Uh, but... He has been what I find offensive is that he is not in custody, not incarcerated, should be. But then again, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, I find it very offensive that he's able to promote these things on Twitter when President Trump is banned from Twitter. So, yes, it's an only an American story. It's a disgusting story. And uh, and what are you going to do? I don't like it. Thanks yeah. for the time, man. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Uh, yeah. John Hinckley. Wow. Wow, wow, what a creepy, weird guy. Anne in Staten Island, hello. You can turn down that, turn down the radio. Anne, what's up? Anne, are you there? Did you put the phone down on us? She sure did. Richard in Bayside, Queens, yes. (laughs) Greg, it bothers me that politicians everywhere all the time say, this is unacceptable, and that is unacceptable, but they continue to accept it. Hmm. Even the word unacceptable, I don't know if you heard me the other day. I had Eric Adams saying, this is unacceptable. And I had uh, and, 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 and de Blasio saying, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What about a scourge? What about a you know, needed to be word? Anyway, anything else on your mind? It's a toss-off phrase. And then they absolve themselves of any responsibility just by saying it's unacceptable. Well, unacceptable is such a weak word. I don't know that. I mean, I just, and the only ones I've really seen do it are Adams and de Blasio. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You know, it's unacceptable. Dopey politicians and celebrities buying the black lives matter crap hook, live and sink hook, line and sinker. That's unacceptable. Cut 28, please. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. We must say the words, Black Lives Matter. Do I think Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black Black Lives Lives Matter. Matter. Of course, Black Lives Matter. We here at The Tonight Show do support Black Lives Matter, and we are against any type of police brutality. 
Companies like ours must speak up as allies to the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter, period. Joe Biden at the wrapping it up. Black Lives Matter, period. Why do they say period at the end? When he really at best means a comma because he's going to go on and on and on. Uh, I, I, can, can we now? I mean, I think, quite frankly, Black Lives Matter should be canceled. Don't you? After all the corruption, all those mansions, and oh, by the way, the rhetoric, the hype, it's led to situations like we have in Michigan. This young, dumb chump decides to blow off cops. He's not some innocent. He's been arrested four times, including possession of a stolen car. Let's see here. I just got this. Michigan kid had a prior possession of a stolen car, uh, been busted a whole bunch of times. But when he gets pulled over... And what could be a stolen car, by the way. Wait a second. If he gets pulled over and it's a stolen car, and a cop tells him to uh, not get out of the car and offer his driver's license, what does he do? Listen to this. Cut 16. Hey, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Dude, I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? For what? I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What done? Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? <laughs> what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do? What did I do? Where would he get an idea like that? I get pulled over. I just cooperate. I just go with it. You want to get yourself a ticket? You want to make it worse? Start arguing with the cop. I do it. Yes, sir. No, sir. Hello. Yeah, I... Uh... It just, gosh, the worst thing in the world you can do is get out. I'm trying to think about anybody doing that. If I did it, I got out of the car, and then he asked to see my license, and I run away. And then the guy grabs me, and I steal his stun gun. Huh? I'm sorry, but I'm probably going to get shot in the head, just like this guy did. If I steal his stun gun, I could steal his real gun. Crazy, crazy stuff. And, of course, Ben Crump, the whole crew is out there. And this guy has been executed. And nobody gives a damn about Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt? She wasn't wrestling with the cops. She wasn't trying to steal his stun gun. And nobody cares. She doesn't get on the nightly news. January 7th, 2021. Savannah, full of herself, Guthrie, standing in front of the Capitol, so overcome with emotion because this is the city where she lived, and this is the citadel of democracy, and to see that insurrection, it just broke my heart. Fifteen feet behind her, a young woman was killed. But she knows. She knows what she's supposed to do and what she can't do. Express sympathy for a young, white Trump supporter. Even if she was just murdered, unarmed, did nothing, nothing to warrant that. Urgh. Still, still, still. Anyway, as I told Marie in Philadelphia, that story ain't going away. No way. I ain't going to let it happen. All right. Is it time? It's time. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show.
You're seeing more and more weird behavior out on the street. I'm watching two people. I thought they were being playful, but I don't think it's that playful. They're pushing and kicking. Let me see here. Eh, yeah, they're just horsing around, but it's getting a little carried away. All right, now they're friends again. Okay, I won't call the cops. Um, hey, Michael Fanone, speaking of, well, he's not really a cop. He's definitely not a cop anymore. Remember this guy, Fanone? My name is Michael Fanone. I'm a fake redneck and a fake cop. He was the January 6th guy, and he's been yelling and bitching about it ever since up there on the panel. Uh, January 6th, he said he had a heart attack. He said the Trump supporters, the Trump supporters saved his life, by the way, or or at least helped him a lot. He made a spectacle out of himself last summer complaining about everything. Uh, Let's go ahead and play that, please. What makes the struggle harder and more painful is to know so many of my fellow citizens, including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend, are downplaying or outright denying what happened. I feel like I went to hell and back hell to protect back. them and the people in this room. Room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist huh? or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Ooh. My law enforcement career prepared me to cope with some of the aspects of this experience. Being an officer, you know your life is at risk whenever you walk out the door, even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. But nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. And in doing so, betray their oath of office. I would have thrown that guy out of the room. They should have thrown him and his creep buddies out of the room. Somehow this guy thinks uh, he's a cop, right? And somehow being involved, uh, fighting a riot is beneath him. I mean, like, what the hell? What? what? There are people of all kinds of points of views, and sometimes things get out of hand. Now this one, oh boy, we don't have all the facts yet. I believe it was instigated, promulgated, uh, 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 sparked by, potentially by even federal agents. Yes, I do. I do. All in an attempt to stop what had lawfully and constitutionally been started. A debate about the validity of the electoral count. And under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, well, that is allowed, baby. That is the rule of the law, rule of the land, law of the land. So this phony baloney cop, what did he say? The indifference to my colleagues has been disgraceful. Well, he's disgraceful. I think he's disgraceful. By the way, he is officially no longer a cop. He's a CNN analyst. Thank you, Mark Levin, an analyst. And what else is he doing? He's uh, he wrote a book. Oh, this is news. Okay, Uh, he has a book even already posed for the cover. It's a picture of him in front of the Capitol, and it's called Hold the Line, The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul by Michael Fanon. See, he has a ghostwriter here. Let's see here. An urgent warning about the growing threat to our democracy from a 20-year police veteran and former diehard Trump supporter. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, sure, he may have tattoos and even speak like this. But he's not from the woods, as he wants you to believe. 
No, he's from the Beltway. His father is a prominent Democrat Uber lawyer. Michael Fanone. Hey, here's something about Michael Fanone you may not know. He self-deployed that day, meaning he wasn't told to go there. He wasn't assigned to go there. He just went by himself into a mob. What would happen if a cop just went by themselves into the, by themselves right into the Black Lives Matter mob and Antifa mob? And then bitch and moan and complain to everybody. You're not a professional, Michael Fanone. You're not a pro. And that's one of the reasons why you didn't hack it on the Capitol Police Force, actually. Now, he was a Metropolitan Police Department uh, member the day of January 6th. The D- he was a D.C. cop. Oh, but way back, 20 years ago, he was, uh, for a hot minute, a Capitol Hill cop. And uh, from what I'm hearing, things didn't work out well for Fanone when he was a Capitol Hill cop. One of the issues he had, because he's such a cowboy, such a tough guy, and there wasn't enough action on Capitol Hill. He's he's a guy who just doesn't like, you know, be confined behind a desk. So he drove a mile away and ran around Anacostia and arrested uh, in his spare time kids involved in drugs. It's not his jurisdiction. It's not his job. See, he's not into doing his job. Never has been. Oh, boy, this guy's a phony. Wow. Wow. But, hey, got himself a book, got himself a TV job at CNN, and uh, got himself a year's paid leave swimming in a pool with tattoos. I'll show you that. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Well, I hope uh, it works out with Elon Musk. He's kind of, I think he's having a little bit too much fun here. Uh, just do it already. But I look, I love the guy. I think he's a force for good. He believes in free speech. And if he wants to have a colorful time doing it, okay. It looks like they're fighting him every step of the way. Twitter is important. I know a lot of people aren't on Twitter. A lot of people are. It is the uh, the public square, and they are screwing with conservatives. Here's a great point. I got a guy named, uh, what's his name? Kyle Griffin. Do you know who he is? Of course you don't. Um, neither do I. Uh, let's see here. He's the executive producer of some show on MSNBC. Okay. some sh- He's the executive producer of some show on MSNBC. And I have never seen this show. And an executive producer on some show on NBC, you don't see him. He's never on TV. Uh, let's see here. Kyle. Um. He has 1.3 million followers. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a lot. It's a very when you break a million. Now I have 440 thousand followers. I have three hours of content live in public every single day. All right. Now Kyle Griffin, 1.3 million. No one's ever seen him. No one's ever heard him. He's a crazy leftist liberal, uh, and they reward him. Then again, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there aren't, let's face it, there aren't 1.4 million people in the world interested in what this guy has to say or think or anything. So that number is, is an illusion, but they gave it to him. They are keeping my number lower. That's what they do. Anyway, it's Friday in honor of Rush Limbaugh. Friday phones, what do you say? Uh, oh, let's try Greg. And he's in Garden City. I think we talked before, but Greg, where in Garden City are you? That's my hometown, my second hometown. What's up? 
Hey, how you doing, Greg? Yes, Greg from Garden City. I'm on uh, in the Estates area. I'm not going to tell you exactly where. But, yeah, we have spoken before. Wait, you're on Cedar um, Street, you say, right? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm on a street that begins with a W in the Estates. Uh, Wellington. Uh, near the famous Maryland train station. Uh, yeah, Mer- I was talking about that the other day where... Colin Ferguson shot up the whole train. Eight eight people died. Hey, do you know why Colin? Fer- it's kind of a well. That's a convoluted. So I don't want to get into it right now. But anyway, what's, what's on your mind? The whole Colin Ferguson thing. I actually witnessed some of that. Unfortunately, sorry. Yeah. So listen, you know um, what I want to say. I want to talk to Eric Adams for a second. Mm. You know, uh, I've always prided myself in trying to speak our language correctly. Uh, this guy cannot speak our language correctly. If you ever listen to him, he does not know that there's a G in our alphabet. Okay? Um, you know, everything is go in, come in. Like, like where's the G at the end of the, at, at the, end of the word? I-N-G, you know? Yeah. Right? So the, the, the guy is a complete imbecile. Well, it's one thing to have a New York accent, but it's another, like, you know, coming and going. I can cut him some slack on that, but... It's when he uses the wrong verb tense, when he uses a singular verb for a, you know, a, a, a plural subject. It's just it's 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 a mess. It's a mess. And it's kind of it's it's sad to listen to. So anything else on this guy? He's speaking ghetto. He's speaking ghetto. We get that. We know why he's speaking ghetto. Uh, so that's my comment tonight. One other thing I want to mention to you, Greg, OK, if you don't mind. Do you have an opinion on uh our friend Tom Swosey looking for a gubernatorial uh, uh, nomination. As nomination. far as Democrats go, I like Tom Swosey. I uh, I like him uh, better. He's better than a lot of Democrats out there. I've uh, met him a few times. Nice guy. I think his heart's in the right place. Yes, he's crazy leftist on some stuff. You got to be if you're a member of that party and you want to go anywhere, unfortunately. But I could live with him as governor. I would prefer Zeldin. I would prefer uh, uh, Astorino. I would prefer Giuliani. Hey, one thing we learned this week is Hochul is a dead woman walking. She ain't going to get the job, right? No way. Everybody saw it, and I think it's catching on. She's an empty skirt. Uh, Thank you, Greg. Paula in New Jersey, hello. Uh, Good afternoon. Uh Uh-oh, Paula, Um, are you worried about anything? Okay, okay. I uh, would like to point out uh, something that has not been pointed out before, but I feel is very critical in putting the pieces together. All right. We've had these kinds of conversations before, and sometimes the stuff that you point out, I'm not sure, are accurate. Sometimes they are. But what do you got, Paula? Okay. Okay. So um, the, uh, the, the agitator who popped out the uh, window in the corner where actually Babbitt was... Um, yeah, standing, right, up. right, okay. right. Now, you have to ask yourself this question, and no one has. What? That was the critical moment when he popped out. He started to... When he, pop, he, he was there. His hand was at that area. Yeah. He popped it out. It didn't go through. Why didn't Bird shoot him? Why didn't Bird shoot him when he broke the window? Yeah, well, he was 
right there. That was a that was the red line. Why didn't the two policemen, one in the same kind of suit as he was wearing? And All right, the hold other... on, hold on, hold on. Now, number one, uh, I don't know if he popped it out, but I don't know. I do know that Ashley hit him. Ashley gave him a punch to the jaw, which showed that Ashley was upset with this guy for breaking stuff. I don't know what. Th- I think the other cops were still there at that point. Um, I think the co- other cops were still there. And also, we don't know if Bird was watching at that point, if Bird was pointing his gun at anything. The, I, the, 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 the uh, window start came. It, I, it, I understand. I understand uh, what you're saying. But you don't know. And I don't know. It's find out. We could find it out. But where Bird was at that point, because you remember when that window was broken, that wasn't the Jaden X point of view. It was the other camera that was a little bit down the hall. Do you remember? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, why didn't the two po- plainclothes policemen, if that was such a critical thing, was he just he, – he, he, if that was such a critical uh, point, uh, when, he, when the window – when that area was open again – why didn't they immediately arrest him, pull him down, and put him well, down to all right, the ground? Calm down, all right? No, no, there were no plainclothes policemen that I know of on this side of the door, this side being Ashley's side, the guy's side. Of course they were. There was the, the man dressed in black suit, just like Bird. He was right there. He was standing there all the time. In fact, he was the one who treated her. I'm sorry. She was I, I didn't see that. And I, this is not the first time where you have seen something that I have not seen. Look. You know how I feel about Ashley Babbitt. It was a murder in my book. This guy has has to be held uh, accountable. A lawsuit is, uh, and I've been trying to help raise money. If you want to, you can find it, Give, Send, Go, uh, for Ashley. It's all online. But uh, Paula, for the fifth time, I don't, I haven't, I didn't, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. You've raised some good points, but again, on this one, I just don't. I'd love it if what you're saying is I, I don't see it. And I saw the people who were tending to her were not uh, plainclothes police, but they were uniform police. They were, they were Calm down, Paula. No, I'm so, Paula, you're, Paula you're, you're, I think you're getting stuff all mixed up, to be honest. I think you're jumbling all this stuff up. I, I, no, no, don't gaslight me. I'm okay, not ga- – oh, give not, me a break. You've I been watching a gaslighting. When's the last time you said gaslighting? I mean, gaslighting. You're going to tell me I'm gaslighting you. Paula, I gave you a heads up at the beginning because you tell me these little tips and I go look at the video and I don't see what you say you see. I'm sorry. I just I'm telling you, I'm not gaslighting you. I'm just telling you right now, from my perspective, what I have seen is not what you're seeing. And, you know, you say you've got these like these major aha moments and not one of them so far. Well, except one, but not the others have not panned out. Well, I, 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 I Paula, you make also... it sound like I have some sort of a role here, authority. I don't. If you, if you got this great uh, insight that everyone, everyone else has missed, you should write okay. it down and send it to Paul Gosar. He's the best congressman on all this stuff, and you know, make sure it's documented. Too many people think if they pick up the phone or they send an email off into outer space, they've done their job. You should, and I, I really mean this, Paula. It's possible. It is possible that you're seeing, you are finding things that others are missing. This has happened before in history. There was a guy who heard something that nobody else heard. Nobody in the 1978 Subcommittee on Assassinations reinvestigation of the JFK assassination. He saw something that nobody else saw. He wrote it up and it 
altered the entire committee's findings, everything. So you might be that person, Paula. I'm serious now. But you got to write it down, and you got to send it to somebody like Paul Gosar. If you want, you can CC me. Our address is in the phone book. But you got to get this information into the right hands. I don't see it. And it's wasting both of our times arguing about this. I mean, it's interesting. It's not a waste of time. But we're not getting anywhere. Okay. I just wanted to also uh, conclude that uh, the agitator – that Ashley Babbitt was... Uh, hey, Ashley, I'm sorry. Wait, Paula, I just said a bunch of stuff. Now, are you going to do anything like that? Or are you just going to you know, call the radio station to make observations? I mean, we've got to, every now and then, we've got to do something. And you know what? If you write that letter, you know what you're going to get? A reply. They are going to write you back. You can't just call the office. You just can't call the radio station. I'm telling you, Paul. I'm telling you, Paula. You might have a key. You might you might have something here. Uh, I, I don't me, see I, it that way, but I I could be wrong. I, I'm wrong all the time. Well, I I just wanted to oh. conclude. Oh, Paula. All right, we, I I'm going to have to conclude right now if you don't at least acknowledge that you're thinking or that you've heard me. Okay, I I uh, I think that you have an excellent point. Thank you. And, Goodbye. And I, I want I'm only kidding, Paula. Finish your point. Good. Conclude. People conclude. should agree to. All right. What's your conclusion? Uh, my conclusion was is that the person that she reprimanded was uh, that agitator. She reprimanded him. She punched him. Yes, because he. I'm was, okay with the punch. And what now? What? Come on. Okay, you said you were concluding. And he was, and he, and 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 as a. Um, uh, he he uh, he was on it was all right to, according to uh the video um are you doing the dishes while you talk to us what's going on there i'm not doing the dishes there's some noise in in the uh background i'm going into this other room so it's quieter uh there's um she was pushed up and uh, there is uh, some agreement uh, that he was one of the people who pushed her up. Now, you don't get pushed. She doesn't – someone who just get punched. All right. You said you were concluding. She doesn't got- agree to, to push, you, push, you, push you up yeah. unless you want to hurt that person or get that person killed. That's all. All right. Paula, I thank you. I thank you. You're welcome. She was gave her fifteen freaking minutes talking about this. Uh, she ought to write that down. Uh, you already heard what I said. What time is it? Boy, that took a lot out of me. Uh, pa- oh, this is what I need—a pastor. Uh, he's calling from Las Vegas. Pastor Jay, hi. How you doing? Thank you for your thank you for your service and my freedom. No problem. What's up? And I had a couple of different things. One is. The, the, you know military. I don't know military. But why are we waiting on the war crimes here? Like months and months and months ago, they said it's a war crime. Now we just found 900 civilians dead. Like, why is it not like something being done? This, he, he's just going to keep killing civilians every day. I don't understand. That was one of my questions there. Is like they labeled him a war criminal, and he's just killing civilians. So we're just going to wait till everybody in Ukraine is dead? Like, I don't understand. How, how do you make this guy stop killing civilians? Yeah. Hey, pastor, uh, what kind of pastor are you? 
What do you mean? What kind? What does that mean, Pastor Jay? It says. What does that mean? What do you? What? What, what does yeah, that entail? Starbuck World Ministries for Moms. I run a ministry out of Las Vegas, Nevada, for single moms. Huh. Uh. Uh. Give us the gist of it. How does it go down? How does it work? As far as what? I don't know. Well, I had a couple other questions. Let me well, ask you a couple I, I, other questions. I, I, look, I can't help you on this war criminal stuff. I do know this, that genocide is a legal uh, classification. And, you know, we, we, if, if, if Joe Biden just throws out war criminal, I mean, what does it mean? What do you think the practical ramifications of that are? I mean, well, what is well, I'm, it? What, I'm not saying, but I'm not, I'm not mentioning the sock puppet in the White House because he's useless. What I'm saying is why is not the U.N. or the um, organization they that uh, Ukraine well, wanted to join. I yeah, a couple of things of at the UN. I mean, the UN is the UN. It's fundamentally dysfunctional. You got uh, China on the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Security Council. You got Russia on the Security Council. They got veto power. You know, all they do is talk and, and, and nothing ever gets done. Have you noticed they, there's been no leadership? But even if they were to decide that this is a genocide, which I think takes three years to actually establish, and it's not even up to the UN, it's up to the Hague, uh, you know, where does that get us? I mean, it's just a classification. We all see how bad it is. And, oh, by the way, I will point this out. Uh, Ukraine soldiers have been doing some pretty nasty stuff to Russian soldiers. You've seen the video, too, where they shoot him in the knees and watch him bleed on the ground. That's wrong. You can't do that. That's a violation of international law. Anyway, yeah. So how are those? I don't know what to tell you. How do we stop this? I mean, I had a caller the other day say we should nuclear bomb Russia. I don't think we should do that. All right. I just don't know. I do know that countries and you know this, Pastor. I mean, you look in the Bible, countries have been invading countries since countries. Right. I mean, you know, and Ukraine is right next door to Russia. They've got a thousand year complicated history. And I, I'm a little bit I hate war, but this ain't the first war. All right. You know, we went all the way around the world to invade a country that didn't touch us. Literally, Iraq. The mass destruction. He just complained about his daddy and he retaliated for it. I understand that one. Yeah. But this one here, women and children every day, women and children that ain't bothering nobody. And most of them are Christ centered like me. Well, that's one of the horrible things about war. Uh, And people who haven't thought fought in wars always think it's somehow um, antiseptic, you know, and you precision strikes, and they've seen too many video games and war games. Uh, but bad, awful things happen, and there's collateral damage, and bombs miss their target, and young 18-year-old dumb soldiers, sometimes some of them are dumb, some of them are, I've seen it, make hideous mistakes. You got 100,000 guys with weapons, 18 to 24, <laughs> loose supervision, some some horrible stuff's going to happen. Pastor Jay, I appreciate the call. I got to go. We're almost done. Stay with us. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. I need a hobby. I need something that uh, has nothing to do with the drudgery of work and family. What could that be? I'm only kidding. I remember Homer Simpson talked about that. Anything to uh, release me from the drudgery of work and family. And he says it right in front of Marge. Oh, except for you, Marge. Uh, All right. I do have to wrap up. We have a couple of minutes left. we got a couple of people who have been on hold for a long time. Oh, my heart breaks when this happens. Uh, Alfred in Yonkers. Hi. Hi, Greg. How are you? 
Greg. Um, I just wanted to uh, wish you a happy happy Easter, and God bless you and the family. And um, I just wanted to say I agree with you on Eric Adams. I think he is kind of phony, and uh, um, he likes the camera. And he was never really a cop's cop either. You got that all right, pal, and happy Easter to you. Anything else going down? Um, yeah, this, this January 6th thing, I think it was all a hoax. You know, the escalation of it was a hoax that was probably perpetrated by by the left and by, like, Antifa groups and stuff like that. And, you know, and mm. people are sitting in jails that, you know, for an excessive amount of time. It's ludicrous. It is ludicrous. It's offensive. And uh, I hope when the Republicans get in there, they really try to straighten that out because I'm actually not that confident. You'd be surprised how many Republicans are not beating the January 6th Trump, as in, you know, the reaction's totally over the top. You guys are persecuting innocent people, uh, people who didn't break anything or hurt anybody or being thrown in prison, and it's bad stuff. Thank you, Alfred. Uh, best, all the best. Uh, Connie is on Long Island. Connie, hello. Hi, Greg. Really, really love your show. I even taped the one at night. Um, I just want to ask you something. The Board of Ed, all right, isn't there another organization um, not called the Board of Ed, but they they give all the instructions of what the Board of Ed should do? Well, the Department of Education, the State Department mm-hmm. of Education, liaises, I believe, with the Board of Education, which is locally supervised and run, but they do have a state entity to which I think they are semi-responsible. And then you got the Federal Department of Education, Look, I've yet to go to my first PTA meeting, so uh, I don't know this stuff too well. Uh, why? Because I had heard that they're the ones that are pushing all of this um, critical race theory and uh, going after uh, the parents, uh, parents at the board meetings and so forth and making all these rules about the three- and four-year-olds and crap like that. Yes, and well, and also— I was just wondering what? who's running it. Who's—, who's who, I just want to know— because I don't know. I tried Googling it and everything. There's somebody, there's an organization behind the, the Board of Oh, Education. you're like talking about the UFT, the United Federation of Teachers, or anybody like that? No, no. It's another one. Uh, well, I do think you might be, the, 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 you got the superintendent of the district, and the, like the, the Board of Education is both advisory and supervisory. Uh, don't forget the woke teachers. You know, a lot of these young 20-something teachers come out of these liberal schools and they're primed and, you know, believing all of this nonsense. You know, they're, they're prime drivers here as well. I don't know. I shall try the Google myself. Connie, thank you. Have a great weekend. And one more. We got Eric in Manhattan. Yes. Hey, Greg. Good, good, good Friday. Good Friday. Um, the, 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 this latest suicide by cop. Um, he said a fight. He let the let Hodet hear him right. He goes, uh, a fight broke out, like it's a <laughs> soccer riot or a barroom brawl. Like, oh, we all we don't know how it started, but a fight broke out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thinking, Spontaneously, right? Just happened. You know, um, <laughs> I thought the timing was good on Eric Adams uh, right before this. I mean, suicide by cop. That that might be a good thing. Something I don't know. You know. But, Wait, uh, what about Eric Adams and suicide by no, cop? No, you know, well, he said calling out Black Lives Matter. Maybe it's luck that, that it happened just before the suicide by cop, just before this incident, you know? But we're not a racist. We're the least racist country in the world. We're never going to have a, a race war. We will have a, 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 a fake E.T. invasion with real E.T.s before we have a race war in this country. I don't know about that. I don't know. 
Uh, they they want us at each other's throats. Uh, a full-on race war? No, but you see racial tension all over the place, and it's artificial, artificially created and encouraged. Uh, and Charles Manson wanted the same damn thing. If you look it up, if you read the book, Helter Skelter, that deranged nut job, he wanted the he wanted the Tate LaBianca killings to be blamed on black people. And he thought that the whites would rise up against blacks. What a demented fool. But a little bit maybe ahead of his time because now we have George Soros and people like that trying the same stuff, it seems, uh, in a way. Hey, thanks, everybody. Eric, I'm sorry we got to go. I will see you tonight on the Newsmax show. It is Good Friday. All the best.